You are now listening to the Add 10 Gallons Concrete Podcast. Wait, the answer was add 10 gallons? Add 10 gallons. My first thought was we got to put active children. Yeah, great. <laughs> Trucks on the, on the way. On the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. I've got two observations, uh, neither of which are really educated or well thought out. <laughs> <laughs> Which are like most of my observations are. There aren't a lot of problems on a job site that can't be solved with a sack full of biscuits. Today's episode of the Add 10 Gallons Concrete Podcast is brought to you by Actigel 208. Actigel 208 is a high-performance additive for the concrete industry that is greatly beneficial to the producer. It enables them to increase the percentage of manufactured sand by up to 100% and completely replace all the natural sand in the mix. In areas where natural sand is scarce, inconsistent, and expensive, this provides a huge benefit to any ready-mix company out there. Benefits of manufactured sand and concrete include consistent air content, improved compaction, and increased density. Now in the past, the downside of using manufactured sands was that they were hard to pump, hard to place, and hard to finish. Well, Actigel 208 solves all those issues. By improving suspension, stability, and the quality of the cement paste in the mix, Actigel overcomes the old issues with manufactured sand and leaves them behind. Let Actigel 208 improve the quality of your mix while saving money on every yard you produce. For more information, visit us at actigel.com. That's A-C-T-I-G-E-L.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to the third installment of the quarantine update here on the Add Two Weeks Quarantine Podcast. We appreciate you being with us. This is actually a weekend recap as we're coming to you May the 10th. It's a Monday afternoon here, and Paul and I were left to our own devices Saturday and Sunday uh, in our hotel rooms, locked down. Paul, how'd it go for you? <laughs> it was absolutely horrible. Uh, maybe one of the scariest weekends of my life uh, there for about uh, 15 hours, 15 hours of pure pure fright no no 17 hours of pure terror uh we, we'll get into that in a second all right well my my weekend was uh much more uneventful which is perfectly fine by me i i sat around and uh one beautiful thing about today's day and age is uh there's a lot of streaming services available now so a lot of your local dirt tracks a lot of your regional and even national dirt track series that I used to frequent personally. Now you can do it over the internet. So I just kind of sat around and bounced around between races that were going on in Ohio, Indiana, uh, Arkansas, Pennsylvania, and uh, really had too many choices, to be honest with you. So, you know, I can't, if you can't be there in person, the, the next best thing you can do is buy the subscriptions and, and still support your hobby that way. So that's what I did. And enough about me, because that's boring. Let's, let's get down to you, man. <laughs> what was so frightening about your weekend? Dude. All right. So I don't know what the people on this podcast know about dental work. But let me tell you a little something. I got a crown on my bottom right molar in the back of my mouth and i saturday night had gotten on old uber eats the highest rated chinese place in south quebec and got me some mongolian beef the josh hair special if you will mm -hmm. mongolian beef come to my room smelled delicious tasted delicious halfway through my meal crown pops off my tooth Holy crap. For those of you that are unaware, 
when a and that's, and that's crown, me too. I'm completely unaware of what this uh, what this process feels like and entails. So do tell when a crown pops off of what is left of your tooth in your mouth, your nerves are exposed to the world, and the pain that you feel is indescribable. It's as if someone has taken a a frozen dagger and is jabbing it right into your mandible. It's absolutely the worst thing you can imagine. It doesn't matter what touches it. It could be the air. The air that you breathe in touches it and just sends you onto the floor, into the fetal position. It's pain like you just you just can't describe. And here I am with a mouthful of Chinese food, trying not to swallow this crown. And I spit everything out, and immediately I'm in tr- I know I'm in trouble. Immediately. And it's bad enough that it happened at all at an, on a weekend night, but now here I am with a dental emergency in a foreign country in the middle of a quarantine during a pandemic. My God. <laughs> it would have even been better if it was Friday night, but you're talking about Saturday night here, right? So you're looking for immediate help on a Sunday nonetheless. Immediate help on a Sunday. So I'm like, you know, back in the States, dental offices aren't even open on the weekend. So, you know, America's a land of the free. They're certainly not open here. So I just immediately, my my first thing, first thing I do is I jump on dentists in Quebec. And I start, I emailed every dentist in Quebec, like, holy crap, I'm from the U.S. I'm fully vaccinated. Please, please let me come into your office and fix this immediately, please. And, you know, I, I just shoot out messages to everybody. And I was like, man, I'm going to be absolutely dying for the next 48 hours. I've got to get some kind of, that's assuming anybody's going to help me. I was like, I've, I've got as scared as they are, as scared as they are. People don't even want to look at this. Dude, I walked in the lobby without a mask on the other day. You'd have thought I walked in with a bomb vest. You know, they treat you like you have the plague just because you don't have a freaking mask on. So what are these dentists going to be like? Oh, I had no hope, zero hope that any of them were going to let me. So I'm, I'm looking on, look, there's like these home repair kits you can get. I was like, and, I, and I know about this because of the same issue happened to me a couple of years ago. So I know the pain that's coming and I know there's a temporary fix that I can get. I was like, all right, I can get this temporary fix. If I can get it in here, they usually last at least a couple of days. And I was like, I'll get like six of them. That way I can just redo it every other day <laughs> until we can get back to the United mm-hmm. States. All right, so I find their version of CVS. I'm calling them. I'm calling Walmart. I'm calling uh, Canada Tire, whatever it's called around here. Uh, there's some other places, French, that I can't pronounce, that look like a place. I'm calling everybody, and they're all like, nah, man, we actually don't stock any of that stuff. You can order it online. Everybody gave me the same story. We don't have it, or we don't stock it, and you get it online. So I jump online. I'm like, all right, so I look online. Walmart said, yeah, you can buy it. But we're not going to tell you when we'll deliver it until after you've paid us. What? Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't tell me when I could get it until after I pay for it. And so I was like, all right, well, I'm not about to do that. So well, there's got to be a better option than that. But it was on the table. Nobody else would even let me order it. They were like, yeah, we have it, but you can't actually order it. It's very, very strange. So then I went to Amazon. I was like, sweet. All right. Amazon's got it for sure. Amazon's got everything. And uh, as, much as, I, as much as I hate to admit it, my family has a Prime account, which I absolutely don't like. But... We'll get into that another day. So we got an Amazon Prime account. I was like, all right, I'll, I'll get this thing today. You know, golly, that's a long time, but it's better than nothing, right? Because I have no hope that a dentist is going to help me. So I got on Amazon. I was like, all right, when can I get this? I'm not even joking, Josh. It said, yeah, you can buy it, 
but the estimated delivery date is May 21st through June 3rd. <laughs> what? How is that product even on Amazon? That goes completely against the company It's model. unethical is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say. I went there for fast, reliable shipping, and I got neither. So I'm like, none of these options are any good. So I called my brother. My brother, first thing he does is laugh. Second thing he does is, all right, I'm going to try and help you. And uh, the third thing he does is, hey, it's going to make good content on the podcast. <laughs> so anyway, we're in step two of this of this uh, this paradigm. And uh, he says, hey, I got a bunch of friends in Canada. Let me give them a call. Uh, but they all live in Ontario. And people don't know you can't actually travel between Ontario and uh, Quebec right now. They stop you and ask for your papers. Dang, I didn't know that. You can't, you can't travel in between Dude, provinces? our boy Bob Gustus uh, has to carry his letter from his employer every time he crosses the border. Yes, so. sir. Yes, sir. All right. So I said, he's, and my, my brother was like, well, they said they'll do it anyway because they're bootleggers by nature, right? So let's roll. I said, all right, cool. Uh, that's, that, was my, that was another resort I had. And I was like, all right, well, let me, let me go to sleep. I'll call you back on Sunday. If I, I've got to figure this out. There's got to be a plan. Sunday morning, I woke up, got back on the internet, was looking at some of those uh, dentists that I'd emailed. One of them was actually an emergency dental clinic. They opened at 10 on Sunday. I called them at 10.05. said, I sent you guys an email. Now that you're actually open on it today, I want to know, uh, is there any way you can help me? And they were like, yeah, I mean, you're from out of the country, so you got to pay cash up front. I was like, done. What's it cost? You know, I said done before I even knew what it cost. It didn't matter. The pain is that kind of pain. They charge you whatever they want. They got yeah. They got you. They know it hurts. I was like, when can I get there? And they're like, we got an open appointment in 35 minutes. I was like, dude, Uber takes 25 minutes. I'll see you then. Got an Uber. They went out. Yeah. Now we're in the quarantine, right? We're in the quarantine. So I looked up the, the quarantine. I said, the only way you can leave your place is for a medical emergency. Well, son, sign me up. That's a medical emergency. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> don't care what anybody says. That's a medical emergency. So, uh, you know, they're tracking you. So I left anyway. Uh, Uber takes me to the emergency dentist. I get there, paid my money, a couple hundred bucks, which, I mean, to me, that was cheap considering what I was getting. And uh, slapped down a couple hundos and got back there. And let me tell you, I want to I give a shout out, a big thank you to Dr. Jeffrey Sai, DMD, uh, dental surgeon. Got me right, brother. Got me right. I was there. I was only in there for a half hour, and I left. And I took another four hours for the numbness to wear off. But, dude, I'm right as rain. Actually, I think it's better than it's ever been from the day I got the thing. He got me so good, explained yeah. it all. It was real good, real fast, boom, in and out. And uh, I just I can't thank uh, Dr. Jeff enough. He got me working. Crisis has been solved. Very good. All right. Well, at least that story had a happy ending to it. But I got to know, like, what holds that crown on your tooth and what's to keep it from popping off? Yeah. So get that. Everybody listening to this is going to love it because it's cement. They use cement. You got to <laughs> love it. You got to love it. As the concrete guys, <laughs> he's like, yeah, we're going to we're going to put cement on it and we're going to uh, we're going to loot it into place, which is a new word that I learned. Uh, there's, a, you know, everybody got their own jargon. Right. And the, the dentists call it looting got looting when they put a, a, a crown which is you know a type of uh, dental restoration it's like a cap that completely goes onto your tooth because basically when i was you know 10 years old i had a cavity and that cavity was a little bigger than you wanted to be right uh, good old alabama healthcare so got that got that cavity and uh, they place instead of like taking your whole tooth out they'd rather just uh, put a crown that looks just like a tooth you know 3d printed 3d scanned 
it, you know, it goes right in your mouth the way your tooth should have been. And uh, they put this uh, this cap that covers basically what is like a nub of a tooth because they shaved it down, right? Shaved it down, so you got like a nub. Of a tooth. Okay. So then they uh, they cement that joker on there. This I didn't know though. They do in the United States to do over twenty eight million crowns per year. Ooh. Yes, sir. Twenty eight million crowns. That's insane. And that's every year. That's every year. That's a that's a tenth of the population. Oh, most. I mean, you're talking about three hundred and some million people and twenty eight million crowns a year. I mean, you're you're just a skosh under a tenth of the population every single year. It's crazy. Yeah, that's why. Actually, it's funny you said that. The the average lifespan of one of these crowns is like ten years. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's a good business to be in. Business to be in. And they actually, they actually last longer. They're doing fewer crowns now than they used to do. And I was reading some research on it, and it turns yeah. out we actually consume as a country more sugar than we ever have, and we have more cavities than we ever have. But the rate of crowns has actually gone down slightly. Like It's like half a crown per dentist per day kind of rate. And when you have 182,000 dentists, so 90,000 crowns every year kind of go down in that direction. So it makes me think that maybe the cement's holding stuff down longer. And so... I was like, yeah. all right, you're using cement to hold this thing on. How, I got I to gotta learn more about the cement, right? So I went down a rabbit hole. Turns out, same way we did, we, we divvy up our Portland cement into five types. Uh, they divvy up their dental cement into three types. Type one, type two, type three. The first thing you have to do when you're a dentist, you're like, which cement do I want? Do I want type one, type two, or type three? So what is type one? Type one is a cement that's used for looting applications. So looting, you know, when you, you bond two things together is what they say that word means, but whatever. New word. Everybody, we just learned something. All right. Type two is restorative applications. Type three is a liner or base application. So I got type one. I got the looting cement. I went, I went and looked at it. Type one cement is a couple types out there, but mine was most likely a resin-modified glass ionomer cement. Apparently, what I learned is they were doing glass ionomer cements, and that was like 50-year-old technology. So they decided to add some resin, and they call it resin-modified glass ionomer cements. So the resin being the, the polymerizable resins, and it resulted in a higher compressive strength and higher tensile strength of the cement. I was like, all right, now we're talking my language. Now, now we're talking about words I understand. Let me, let me get in here. And, uh, <laughs> and you wanted the compressive strength because of chomping down on food, but you also wanted tensile strength because we don't actually chew straight up and down. We kind of chew right. in a little bit of a circular motion. You probably don't realize it, uh, but chew in a circular motion, so you got to have that tensile strength. So it was so it was pretty wild to read about that and read and try and like relating that a lot back to concrete and what uh, what we do, but so so I was I was reading about the application part. It was like all right, it relates to concrete a little bit further, right? So they create a subbase, which was my existing tooth. They and then they prepare that subbase using the proper amount of moisture on the tooth, and then they make a cement paste, literally powder and water, and they apply that to the substrate. Boom. They're laying mouth concrete all day, Ray. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. I mean, you know, I, I, like I said before, I'm glad this story had a happy ending to it. We can relate it back to back to our jobs, of course. And then at the end of the day, looking back on it already and even into the future, it made great podcast content. <laughs> so, 
appreciate that, man, because my weekend was boring as hell, and uh, and yours was Dude. not. Yours was not boring whatsoever. So now the people know a lot more about the <laughs> dental history, the dental practices, and they also know that you're you're in a much better place now than you were about forty eight oh hours. Gosh, ago. let me tell you something. Like I like to think that I'm cool, calm, and collective, and I, I tend to actually perform better when stress gets ratcheted up. But bro, my heart rate was through the roof that whole time. I'm not good with pain. I'm not a pain guy. Stay away from pain. <laughs> and I was so afraid. And the dentist looked at me and he was like, look, man, I, I permanently cemented this thing back in place. He's like, you should be good. He's like, but if you think you have any problem before you go up to none of it, he's like, you need to call me and come back right away. He's like, there is no dentist up there. He's like, you're, <laughs> like, you're going to be in a world of trouble if this happens when you're on that gold mine. And I, I, he was like, hey, so he gave me his card. He's like, you call me. He's like, I'll get you in before you go up there. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's awesome. What service? What a guy. Yeah, what, what a, a gent. It was, yeah, it was awesome. It was good stuff. Uh, so quick personal question. What was the time between like sheer panic and and fear? How long did it take that to kind of transfer over into survival mode and be like, all right, well, here's my problem. Here's how I need to fix it. I'm just going to get on the phone and do the work I need to do. Like, how long did it take you to to move from the, the fear factor to the instinctual uh, fight or flight instincts? How long did it take them to kick in? 10 seconds. Yeah. Really? That, that's okay. my... So one of the things about me is that uh, we took those... Remember those personality tests we had to take when we got hired back to Minerals? Yeah, they were... They were unreal that their accuracy was was scary all right yeah so it had in it, it, it one section of that report it laid it out it was like how are you normally how do you kind of work with others and then how are you when shit hits the fan and when it hits the fan i go into like ultra aggressive type a through the ceiling every other modality of that you can be is all the way to the floor non-existent and I am type A through the roof. Let's get it done. Let's go. And so when it doesn't matter if it's per, if it's personal, like with my mouth pain or if it's my child or if it's our jobs, you know, when, when things go wrong, it, you know, I, I kick into gear. So yeah, immediately those instincts mm -hmm, immediately. So it was about 10 seconds going like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And that's like, <laughs> what am I going to do? Re you know, immediately assessing the situation I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, better get this done. Otherwise it's going to be, a, it's going to be real rough. And then, yeah, went right into first thing was mitigate the pain that I'm already in. And so I, thankfully I knew how to do that already from previous pain <laughs> experience. Uh, right. So miti mitigate that. And then the second thing was solve the problem. Yeah. Went right into, right into action. Gotcha. Gotcha. You know, I bet you a lot of our buddies are like that in the concrete world. Think about that. Almost every QC manager we know, all the guys in the field, because when things don't go well and everybody turns and looks at you and says, hey, this concrete's not doing right, you can't hole up and just like research data for three hours. Right. You can't shy away. and You have to jump into gear, kick into gear and go uh, get it done. No, you're right. Yeah. And this, this industry is full of people who are very good at that. I think that's how you excel in this industry is we don't get paid when things go right. We get paid for when things go wrong and we fix it. So 
Yeah, there's there's a lot of people in this industry that are probably just like that if they were to take those personal attitude tests or whatever they're called. But all right, man. Well, I have no idea how we're going to top this episode <laughs> next time. But when we come around for the fourth installment of the quarantine update, uh, we'll have to we'll have to switch it up a little bit because as far as uh, as far as suspense and overall storytelling, th- this might be the the best episode as it pertains to an Academy Award. <laughs> but uh, but we'll try, we'll try to come back and give the people what they want and uh, see if we can top this episode here. But uh, appreciate you guys being with us, Paul. Uh, you know it's good to good to hear that you're all right and we can uh, continue on with our journey here in Canada. Yeah, you know next time we'll come in we'll uh, we'll give you guys an update on the situation in Canada as a whole. Uh, we got some numbers, uh, you know, a lot of news stories broke today in Canada. Yeah. So we're going to get our heads wrapped around that. We'll get our numbers in place. We're going to come back with, at you guys. There's a, a, a interesting trends happening here in Canada that really is not good, uh, but it's still pretty fascinating. So we'll hit you guys with some of those stats, some of those figures uh, tomorrow uh, on episode four of the Add Two Weeks Quarantine podcast. All right. See you guys Thanks, then. Bud.